0: this is we need to talk about Sam a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show this week we'll be covering season 1 episode 18 something wicked I'm Kenzie I'm Haley and we need to talk about Sam the wreckage of my on this episode i think netflix may have skipped over it because i watched this episode back to back with last week's so and usually when you're watching episodes back to back it doesn't play the previously on segments because it's like nah this bitch just this binged eight hours of tv she doesn't care <laughs> i didn't watch that many episodes i only watched two but you know that's the um, concept
1: i bet it's the same thing oh, i guarantee it's the same thing
0: um, so this week's episode is set in Fitchburg, Wyoming, I think. No, Wisconsin. Wyoming is W-Y. Wisconsin is W-I, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I legit, I work for the post office keying images of envelopes and stuff and so i had to memorize all the little state abbreviations and i used to be so good at it but i'm out of practice (laughs) um i like the way this opens with the black screen with the the title card and then the little girl's prayer over the top of it it's very (laughs) spooky yeah good good editing there supernatural um we, we open on a little girl praying before bed and then her dad like, tucks her in for the night. And he calls her Monkey Puss. Did you catch that?
1: I probably did, but I did that not. That doesn't
0: feel like an appropriate nickname <laughs> for a child. I'm sorry, what did you call your daughter, sir?
1: <laughs> That's a strange nickname.
0: I, no, doesn't sound appropriate, but okay. <laughs> We're moving on. Um, we learned that the little girl's sister is in the hospital, and her mom is spending the night there. So, and then the dad leaves. And I guess we kind of cut to later a little bit. And this is creepy. Yeah. Um, I love the way they do what they do with the sh- sh- the tree branch shadows and then the street hand.
1: They do it later in the episode, too, and it's so good. Yeah, I made a note that, like, this kind of came out not too far from, like, when Prisoner of Azkaban came out. To th- this episode aired in 2006...
0: Um, I don't remember what day. April, April 6th of 2006.
1: But it's just like the hand imagery and just kind of the imagery of the Strigas in general. They look very much like the Dementors. They,
0: there is no way they didn't pull inspiration. Yeah, it was like
1: that hand like sneaking up at the window. That look, is legit from the train scene. Yeah. And Prisoner of <laughs> Azkaban, like, spot on. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in forever.
0: Um, but yeah, so we get this creepy, the girl is clearly, like, thinks there's something outside her room, or knows, or something outside. And she, like, closes the curtains on the closed window, and then the- we see the hand come out of the shadows, mm-hmm. and open the window. Um, and the Striga- Haley made a note about Dementors- about how they kind of look like Dementors and my note was they look like it looks like Emperor Palpatine yes he does the the old man makeup it looks like Emperor Palpatine (laughs) um but yeah so our cold open ends with the Striga like starting to suck the life force out of this little girl see it's a Dementor (laughs) yeah I feel like they mix Dementors and Emperor Palpatine Yeah, for their character design yeah (laughs) <laughs> but even like the effect.
1: The effect of like the sucking
0: out. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very much Dementors. Yeah. Um so we get our splash screen and then we get the boys driving. Um and we learn that John sent them coordinates for Fitchburg. And Sam cannot figure out what they're hunting for. Like, he's checking papers and police reports, and, like, he cannot... Like, what on earth are they hunting? Yeah. Um, and they kind of fight over it. Because I think... I think Sam mentions in this scene there... Is this... I think... No, he talks in... He talked in last episode in Hell House about how the splitting up from John was a mistake. I don't... I don't know if- I don't remember if they touch on that during this scene. Or if they, um, just kind of bicker over
1: whether or not it's a valid hunt. Um. Yeah, and Dean's like, he sent us here for a reason. Just yeah. To he what it is? Dean's like,
0: nah, dad, you know, dad's the best hunter ever. Trust dad. And Sam's like, dude, there's nothing here. Turn it- that, Sam, you're wrong. Sorry. But there <laughs> is. There's something. Um. The boys get to town, and Dean- He goes into the diner. I think he comes back with coffee.
1: Um, Yeah. Although I did notice that those are like the exact same coffee cups as the last episode. Oh yeah, no, they use the same coffee cups basically every time. (laughs) Um, Like I guess they're going to the same chain or...
0: It's like made up logos and stuff, so they probably just have a whole bunch of those coffee cups. Probably. And then the boy's hands usually cover whatever logo it is. Even if it is a fake logo, so, like, it doesn't really matter, but... Um, Sam is, like, staring at this playground, (laughs) and he asks Dean what time it is, and I think Dean says it's, like, 4.30, so school's out, so there should be kids everywhere, you know? But there are no kids in sight on this playground. Like, there's... I think there's, like, one little girl that we specifically get a couple shots of who's not important. On the playground, yeah. But, Yeah. There's no- there's basically no kids. Um, so Dean approaches a random woman who is played by Erica, the actress who played the receptionist in Faith. Hmm. And I forgot she's in this episode, but we won't see her again until season 10. (laughs) Um, we learn from this random unnamed mother- I think she's literally called unnamed mother in the credits- (laughs) Um, that five or six kids have ended up in the hospital, and parents are thinking there's, like, a bug going around, so they're keeping all their kids home. Um, till like, the doctors can figure it out. We get a very dramatic Zoom. Here, did you catch this? Every time we have a dramatic Zoom, it makes me laugh.
1: I didn't notice, to be honest.
0: (laughs) I... We get a... They very specifically, like, show us Dean's face after she tells him about the kids being in the hospital, and it had me wondering if pieces are starting to click into place for Dean.
1: Hmm. You
0: know? If he...
1: Maybe that's what they're he trying definitely does with the Zoom shot. Yeah.
0: He definitely... I don't think he knows what they're facing yet, but he kind of has... He's getting a little bit of deja vu mm-hmm. kind of thing, where he's like, no, I've seen this before somewhere. Um... The boys go to the hospital. <laughs> they look adorable in their suits. They look so cute. They're much better fitting than the Phantom Traveler ones. Because the Phantom <laughs> Traveler ones, they look so funny. I think, I think the baggy, In that super episode, baggy ones. Yeah, I think in that episode, Dean said he felt like a blues brother, and Sam said, nah, more like a ninth grader on his way to his first school dance or something like that. Which is a great comparison. <laughs> they look better in this episode, but what on earth is Sam's tie? It's like a yellow checked, it's weird. Um, Dean has given Sam an ID that says Bikini Inspector. Yeah. Uh, Sam doesn't want to use it. He's like, I can't use this. For valid reasons. (laughs) And Dean insists that the receptionist won't even ask to see it, which, spoiler, she asks. (laughs) And he, like, does this thing where he, like, barely even shows it to her before asking to see the pediatric ward. I like where it is. So the boys go upstairs and they pass a room with a creepy old woman in a wheelchair. She's so fucking creepy. Yeah, she's very creepy. Is she like turns and stares at Dean over her shoulder? And there's an upside down cross on the wall. It's
1: like all dark in her room and. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy. So they they're kind of trying to make it look like this might be the villain. Yeah, they're like,
0: oh, look at this creepy old woman. Um, uh, spoilers, fake out. It's, yeah, it's another fake out. Um, it's actually really funny. It's a hilarious <laughs> fake out. Um, the boys meet Doctor Heidecker. Um, he's in charge of all these cases, and they learn that there have been six so far, and they thought it was pneumonia at first, but it looks like the kids' bodies are just wearing out. I think the boys go into the CDC, so this is how they get this uh-huh. information. And the illness seems to be working its way through families one kid at a time, um, and none of the kids are conscious. All of them are unconscious, so the boys can't even talk to them. Yeah. But, they can talk to their families, and so this is where we come back to the, the dad from the cold open. And we learn that his oldest daughter got sick, and then his youngest daughter was sick the next night. Um, and he feels really guilty about it, because he doesn't know if the window was open for the, the oldest daughter, but he knows it was closed, with the second daughter and it's a second story window so like she's the only one who could have opened it mm-hmm. and he which doesn't make sense like why would she open it yeah we know she didn't <laughs> um I think so the boys have a little discussion about this Sam thinks it's just a, a normal illness like something they the doctors haven't encountered before sure but like it's just the kids are just sick you know uh, and Dean, this is where I definitely got the vibes that Dean was like, I've seen this, I know this, I can't place it, I, but I know this, like, what is going on here. Um, even though he wasn't technically on the hunt the first time, like, he, we see in the flashback that he, like, peeked at, he got to see some of John's, like, research and notes and stuff, and he probably, like, heard John talk about it. Yeah. So, like, Dean is recognizing this pattern, but he doesn't know from where quite yet. Yeah. Um, the boys go to the house from the cold open, because (laughs) those parents aren't leaving the hospital anytime (laughs) soon, Uh, which is solid solid logic. Um, was like,
1: they're probably not going to be home for a while, so.
0: Yeah. So they search the little girl's bedroom, and there's no EMF, but Sam finds a rotting handprint on the windowsill. This is a really good effect. It was like they probably a, did it with, like, styrofoam or something. The
1: wood had, like, rotted around yeah. where the handprint was. Yeah. yeah,
0: where the Striga had, like, braced itself to get through the window. Yeah, the definitely boys, creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. Um, and this is where Dean is certain.
1: Yeah. You know. Is this where we get the flashback? This
0: is where we get our first flashback with little baby Winchester's. And we kind of get a- I like the flashbacks because we we get a a glimpse into what their life was like growing up, you know? Because we see them now, Mm -hmm. but seeing what it was um, can kind of give you a better idea of the now. You know, which John- we- this flashback, John is leaving on a hunt and he's going through all the rules with Dean. Don't answer the phone unless it rings once first to signal it's John. Don't answer the door. Keep the door locked. Call Pastor Jim if John's not back by Sunday. Close the shades. Shoot first. Ask questions later. And most important, watch out for Sammy. Um. Which, the fact that John says most important, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's this is something Dean has done multiple times. Yeah. This is Dean's primary job, is looking out for his little brother when John's not home. You know? Which... Is a little bit of parentification, I think is how you say that word. Or, uh, as the internet lovingly calls it, oldest daughter syndrome. <laughs> which I, as an oldest daughter, wouldn't know anything about. Um, it's basically when you, when a kid is left to kind of be the parent mm-hmm. of another kid. Um, which is kind of what happened with Dean. Yeah. It's not very good for their psyche. Well, it's kind of a form of child abuse. A little bit. I love you, John, but... You- definitely could have done better <laughs> step up to the plate
1: uh. i'll say that you had this these flashbacks you know mostly focus on dean but the kid that plays dean looks a lot like older dean like he does. They did a, they good, did a good, job good job at the casting
0: yeah they even got little freckles yeah his
1: little freckles <laughs> i swear i've seen this kid actor and something before
0: um, he makes an appearance in another flashback.
1: Yeah. In the one in um Well I know the Christmas I mean, episode. Besides Supernatural, I feel like. But I don't know.
0: I don't remember his name. I look made a note. Um he's not named. Let me see. Characters Let me see if I can find Um Ridge Canapé is his name. Let me go to his IMDB. Oh, he's older than
1: me. He was born in nineteen ninety four. So he is definitely an adult by now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh
0: yeah, twenty
1: six, he's
0: he hasn't done any like actor like credited
1: actor work since twenty thirteen, so I don't know. He just seemed familiar. Maybe I just remembered seeing him from Supernatural.
0: Yeah. I definitely haven't seen anything else on his, like, IMDb page. Um...
1: He's a good little actor, though.
0: Yeah, he does a good job. Where did I lost my page in the notes? Okay. Um... So... Uh, as John, like, goes through these rules, Dean's kind of, like, nah, 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 you know, lackluster about it. Then he <laughs> says, he's like, I've done this, I've said these a million <laughs> times. Like, he knows the rules. And John has a good point, though, that all it takes is one one fuck-up, you know? All Dean needs to do is make one mistake and everything could
1: go badly. But, foreshadowing. <laughs> um and again, that's a lot of responsibility for, like, an 11-year-old kid, or however old he is. He, I think, Don, or Dean says it was, like, 16, 17
0: years ago, and he's 27, 26, 27 at this time, so he's, like, 10, 11 years old.
1: Yeah. like Definitely not old enough I to was, be a parent figure. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it's not like he's not old enough to, you know, watch Babysit. out for Sam. Yeah, Because, like, I was definitely babysitting at that age, but that's, like, three hours when you know for a fact that parents are gonna be home. Yeah, this is, like,
1: days. Time. Three days yeah. is what
0: Dean said, was that And John told him not to leave the motel room, so I'm guessing it was like a- they were on a school break or something.
1: Yeah, probably. Because if
0: Dean was 10 or 11, then Sam was 5 or 6. No, 6 or 7. Um, so he's definitely school age. Yeah. Um, so I- am guessing they're, like, on a- a break of some kind at this point, because we know for a fact that the boys went to school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we cut back to the present day, and we get a very dramatic- dean telling sam that john like that he's like oh i know what this is dad faced it before and it's on us to finish the job um and sam uh sam doesn't know about stregas i guess because dean has to like give sam a little bit of a rundown on what he knows which is that it's a witch of some kind um that john hunted one 15. Si- or 16 years ago in Fort Douglas, Wisconsin, but it got away, and he must have gotten wind that it was in Fitchburg. And Sam rightfully doesn't really believe the story that a monster got away from John Winchester. Yeah. Like, this is John Winchester we're talking about. (laughs) Like, he's, at least in the boy's eyes, like, legendary. You Mm. know, nothing gets away from him. Yeah. So, Dean gets a little bit defensive. Um... And this immediately, like, Sam knows something's going on. Sam knows Dean knows more than he's letting on. Sam knows Dean knows that Sam knows that. (laughs) (laughs) But he, as we go through this episode, he kinda leaves Sam, or Dean, be, like, he doesn't push too hard. Because I think he can kinda tell that whatever it is is really bothering Dean. And he doesn't, he's like, okay, well I'll let you... he's,
1: he's getting pretty... I'll, Defensive. Yeah. But
0: Sam's like, okay, well, it'll it's gonna come out eventually, so I'll just, you know, loosen up, let it be for a little while, and we'll see how this goes. Um, so the boys go to a motel, and Dean goes to check them in. And this fucking kid. It's it, so funny. This kid's got an attitude. It's funny, because the <laughs> kid the, two queens. The kid at the, the um, <laughs> counter's like, king or two queens? And Sam, Dean says, two queens. And then the kid, like, looks at Sam out by the car and goes, yeah, I bet. <laughs> and there there are so many implications to that, but all of them lead back to him, you know, jo- ma- mistaking... Either mistaking the boys for a couple or joking about them being a couple. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> this kid's got attitude. <laughs> it's great. I love it. His mom comes in and tells the kid, who we'll later learn is Michael, but we literally don't learn that until after his little brother gets sick. Mm. And, like, we don't... I legit did not remember his name. <laughs> we don't learn the mom's name until, like, the very end of the episode, like, the last time we see her. Really? Uh-huh. They don't say her name. I mean, She may have, like, a name tag, but they never say her name. Um, we learn that this kid is an older brother, just like Dean. Um, and we get another flashback, because Dean watched the kid pour milk for his little brother, so now he's remembering pouring milk for Sam. <laughs> he made SpaghettiOs for Sam for dinner. SpaghettiOs are flashback. so good. I've never had them, because they have milk in them. Um, so yeah, Dean... Classic,
1: um- like food that kids can make by themselves because I was making spaghettios for myself around that age, too. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so, yes, Dean has made spaghettios and he throws them all away and wastes them in a bit. And I, I was know. like, I was Dean, like, you could save the, those. Eat the spaghettios. <laughs> um, but Sam wants Lucky Charms. Um, and apparently, he must master the puppy dog eyes young because Dean gives in.
1: Because <laughs> there was only enough left for one more bowl. For
0: one more bowl, and Dean hasn't had any yet. Although he does offer Dean the prize. It's so cute! (laughs) Aw, it's very sweet. Because Dean gives Sam the lucky charms, and then Sam immediately digs to the bottom of the box and holds out a a toy of some kind and says, do you want the prize? Back when they
1: put, like, prizes in cereal cereal boxes. boxes. I don't even remember
0: that. (laughs) Probably because my mom didn't really buy a cereal growing up. Freaking love sugary cereal. I'm a f- I'm a sucker for it. They put all it. the prizes in the good ones. Yeah. All the sugary ones. <laughs> mhm. I think my favorite cereals are cinnamon toast crunch. They did French toast crunch for a while, and I freaking loved that. That, that sounds was the bomb. Really good. Um, and then I've had. I really love golden Oreos, but I don't think they make it anymore. Do they not? Uh huh. It's the golden version of the Oreo Oreo cereal. And I don't like chocolate. You've Never had either of those. I don't think. Even though Oreos are vegan and I can have them, I don't like chocolate, so I don't eat them. Uh, the but they had a golden version of it for a while, oh. and then my down in Texas, um, we I was staying when I was staying with a family friend in Texas. They found donut like mini donut cereal, Ooh. and it's basically golden Oreos with sprinkles. It
1: <laughs> sounds really good. It <laughs> was really good. I uh, my favorite was always the Reese's one. It was like a Reese's peanut butter uh-huh. cup one, and then the Captain Crunch with crunch berries. i so Captain good. Captain
0: Crunch with crunch berries <laughs> is the bomb. And
1: they I just love Cheerios too. Those are good. They
0: make an all berry Captain Crunch. Berry? Yeah, it's
1: like oops, only the berries or whatever Oop
0: berry or something like that. It's I haven't tried that so one. So good. I mean, it's I like the variety just with both the berry. of the stuff, though. Yeah, I definitely like the mix. I want cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Cereal's the best. It's so good. Um, so we cut back to the present, Dean, like, finishes checking them into the hotel, and then we cut to Sam doing research on the Striga in the motel room, and here's where we dive into the lore of the Striga. So this is straight from uh, the quotes, or quotes from the episode, so... According to Sam's research, astriga is a kind of witch. They're Albanian, but legends about them trace back to ancient Rome, and they f- feed off of spiritus vitae, I think is how you say that, which translates to breath of life in Latin. Um, it's kind of like your life force or your essence, and they can feed on anyone, but they prefer children, probably because they have a stronger life force, because they're younger. And they're invulnerable to all weapons according to the lore, but according to Dean, and what he remembers John saying is that Striga is vulnerable when it feeds and it can be killed with consecrated rounds. So.
1: I wonder that is if it's the, kind of like a Mother Gothel type of thing. Like, it keeps them young.
0: I hadn't even thought about Mother Gothel. Because
1: we do find like out. that
0: comparison. That. This dude's been around for a couple hundred years. Yeah. And he's, yeah. like, never
1: aged, you know? Yeah.
0: Plus, well, the Heidecker, like, facade that he's using is, like, the, it's like his disguise. Yeah. But still I hadn't even thought about that about whether the
1: Maybe that's like part of the life force thing, it like keeps them young. So yeah. they wanna go after like younger
0: So kids. there's more life force and yeah. it lasts
1: them longer. I don't know. Trying to get into your lore. Yeah. Uh so I just looked it up on Wikipedia as usual. <laughs> um just the old Wikipedia. And it just says, A Striga is a vampiric witch in Albanian mythology and folklore that sucks the blood of infants at night while they sleep and then turns into a flying insect, traditionally a moth fly or bee. Um, only the Striga herself could cure those that she had drained. The Striga is often pictured as a woman with a hateful stare, sometimes wearing a cape, and horribly disfigured face. They usually live in hidden places in the forest and have supernatural powers. The term Striga is used also with the common meaning of witch, referring to a bad and ugly old woman who casts evil spells to people. Um, the male noun for Striga is Strigu or Strigan. So technically the one we face they face in this episode is a striga. Strigu. Yeah. Interesting. Um, usually Striga were described as older middle-aged women with gray, pale, green or pale blue eyes. Um... And a crooked nose, so kind of like a stereotypical witch. So basically,
0: you just described the old woman in
1: the room with the upside yes. down cross. Yep. <laughs> you straight up just described her. <laughs> yes. I, that's, you can see why Dean thought it was her. Yeah. <laughs> um, their stare would make people uncomfortable, and people would su- suppose to avoid looking them... Oh, wait. They were supposed to avoid looking them directly in their eyes because they have the evil eye.
0: Interesting. I really think it's funny that, that 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 description of Astruga perfectly described that old woman. I like mean, that it's,
1: was it's just basically like a stereotypical witch. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> but it was really funny. Um, it was kind of a plot twist that the Striga ends up being a dude.
0: It is a bit, yeah, because all like the lore talks about them being like women, or at least having like a like appearing as a woman. Um, okay, so when John, or when Dean tells Sam that John, um, is the one who told him about the consecrated rounds thing, like, this is where we can really tell that Sam knows that something is up with Dean. hmm Uh, and he can sense that Dean's holding back, and he wants to know what's going on, but he, he's kind of deciding to hang back, let Dean come to it in his own terms. hmm Um also we get the purple dog shirt in this scene.
1: I love it. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm like hey, it's love a purple, the purple dog, purple dog shirt. shirt.
0: It's so good. I want my own. <laughs> There's a bunch of different like designs or replicas of it on like sites like Red Bubble and I really want one. Um so, according to Sam's research, astrigas take a human... I think it's according to Sam's research. It might be what Dean says. One of them talks about astrigas take a human form when they're not hunting, which can make them hard to find. Something innocuous... Innocuous? Is that the right word? I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> usually a feeble old woman of some kind. So, and this is where Dean, who has been doodling on a map this for the last couple minutes points out that the hospital is dead center of all the houses that have been hit so far. And <laughs> I like this scene. Sam gets so sassy because Dean's like, while we were at the hospital, I saw an old woman. And Dean's like... <laughs> yeah,
1: Sam, the old person in a hospital, better call it Coast Guard. <laughs> I love it. Love it. It's great. It oh, was funny.
0: Um, Dean's like, no, like she was creepy and there was an inverted cross in her room which definitely gets sam's attention yeah so they go back to the hospital and they just walk in just walk in uh, which i mean i guess you kind of can do it hospital
1: usually there's like I... security you have to pass through but
0: i haven't been to a hospital in forever
1: but, like, yeah, I... I mean you can just tell them you're here to see someone and they will usually believe you so. yeah
0: that's <laughs> not super tight um But the doctor from earlier, Dr. Heidecker, is leaving, and they just miss him. Yeah, they do. uh, Which, I think they just miss him because they're, like, on purpose, because they're trying to be sneaky. Um, They don't want anyone to know they were here, because if they leave, like, Estriga's dead body in the hospital, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Which hospitals have cameras, my dudes, but they find the old woman's room.
1: And they're just going in there with their guns. They just go
0: in there with their guns? Like,
1: that's gonna draw a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what their escape plan was, but... I
0: have no idea. This is so funny, though, because they, like, sneak in and it's so tense because the boys are sneaking in and Sam, like, very quietly closes the door and <laughs> Dean's, like, creeping around and he's like, is she asleep? Her eyes are open. And he, like, gets right into her <laughs> face, basically, as he's trying to, like, figure
1: out, like... Because she's just kind of, like, staring off into yeah. the wall. And
0: Dean's like, oh, then she, she I think she says, um, like, get it, what are you doing in my room? And <laughs> she, like, turns to him like all of a
1: sudden, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and starts yelling at him.
0: Um, and Sam's like, maintenance, ma'am, sorry, we thought you were sleeping, and then we get, I was sleeping with my peepers open. <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> So she's good. like, well, you
1: fixed that cross.
0: I've asked four times
1: already. <laughs> and I Dean think... just, like, nudges it and goes back I th- to the normal position.
0: I think she's supposed to be blind. Is she? Because the way she looks around makes it seem like she so can't... How would she
1: know her crucifix wasn't...
0: That's a really good question. I don't know. <laughs> so the boys go back to the hotel and Dean is giving... Oh, no. We we go back to the hotel and the the two boys... The motel owner's sons are sleeping, and the Striga comes in through their window, which is fucking creepy. This is- we get another one of the hand mm-hmm. things, I think. We get a really good one at the end of the episode when they're facing it, when the boys are, like, have set the camera and stuff set up. We get the, a really, really good hand shot with the branches and stuff. It's freaky. Um. And then in the morning- what time did the boys go to the hospital?
1: Well, I assumed <laughs> it was in the middle of the night, but...
0: But now it's morning. I just... I don't know. Sometimes the timeline in Supernatural is not the best. hmm This is definitely isn't as bad as... What was the one... where... Oh, there was an earlier episode where the timeline literally made no sense. Like, the time of it. I think it's... Is it Shadow? It's... No, no, I don't think so. That one hope happens almost exclusively at night. I think it's Route Six Six Six. Oh yeah. When like Dean and Cassie are clearly at night, and Sam is at a crime scene in morning.
1: Yeah, the, the like, timeline doesn't always make sense. What?
0: What? <laughs> no one thought to, to. No one thought about that. Um... Dean gives- or Sam gives Dean so much shit about the old lady. <laughs> um, but this is where we learn that the younger brother of the two kids, um, is sick with pneumonia and the older brother is blaming himself for it because he didn't make sure the window was latched. I, do, I like this episode for what it does with Dean. Like, not only, like, Dean confronting and, like, dealing with his own past, but also, like, you know, the big brother bonding that we get in this episode. It's mm-hmm. good. I like it. Um The Mom. I don't remember what her name is. I think it's Deanna. I'm not sure. They I don't literally think I ever caught They don't name. say it until like the last four minutes of the episode. <laughs> they never tell us. They don't tell Michael they we don't learn Michael's name until this scene. Because Dean's like, hey, Michael, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Supernatural, if you're going to give us a character, tell us their name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael's mom's going to go stay at the hospital with Asher, the younger brother, and she tells Michael to turn on the no vacancy sign, don't worry about the housekeeping, yada yada yada. It's very, very reminiscent of John going off to hunt and leaving Dean. Alone. Mm Mm-hmm. In the motel room. Um... Dean offers to drive the mom to the hospital, because she's very upset. And then he tells Sam very intensely that they're gonna kill the thing. (laughs) He's very... Dean's getting emotionally involved in this, more than he was already. Uh... Da-da-da-da-da-da. And this is... Sam goes to the library because where else would Sam go? <laughs> and he, find, he found records from Fort Douglas, which is the town that Dean said John hunted the, the Striga in before, and then he, like, lists off a whole bunch of other towns. Like, every 15, 20 years, the Striga hits a nuke town, and uh, sticks around for a couple months. Kids get sick and die. And the earliest mention Dean can find is in the- or Sam can find is in the 1930s. Um, Dean is at the hospital. He tells Dean all this on the phone. Um, and then Sam pulls up a picture from 19, or 1893,
1: with a bunch of doctors around a kid's bed, and look who it is! It's Dr. Hedeker. it's <laughs> like, still in that picture, and it's, like, hard to see. Like, how does he know for sure that's the exact same doctor? Is it, like, list their names? No,
0: and I don't think the guy would be going by the same name either. I think it's more of a... They know there's a Striga. They know the Striga has, like, a human form. Mm-hmm. This... They think they're kind of going off of a... I think it's probably this guy, but they're not going to actively, like, attack the Striga in you know, in broad daylight, because that, no, yeah. that doesn't work. They have to lure it in. So regardless of whether it actually is Heidecker or not, um, Still, a really
1: good eye. Think yeah, to be able to I mean, it was a point them out. <laughs>
0: it was a decent quality picture for being from eighteen ninety three. Where are we? Oh, so as we get we get a little moment with Dean and Dr. Heidecker in the hospital. Hmm. Jensen does this really well. It's so tense. Mm-hmm. So tense uh, I really like this little it's like literally like not even 30 seconds I don't think the moment between Heidecker and Dean mm-hmm. in the hospital in Asher's room but it's so good um and Heidecker tells Dean that he he still thinks're CDC and he tells Dean there is nothing more important to him than the kids
1: sure yeah, <laughs> I bet I mean yeah, this is food source so it's important to me too. <laughs> Um, so we
0: go back to the motel and the boys are both kind of frustrated themselves for not thinking of the doc- of like looking into the doctor sooner. Like they jumped right to the old woman and never even thought, like, who's right there. Who else is right there,
1: you know? He's in like the best position to be able to prey on the kids, I guess.
0: Yeah. He really is in a good position for that. So we get <laughs> I, I like I like this but Dean says, then Sam's like, I'm surprised you didn't, like, shoot him right there. And Dean's like, one, pediatrics ward. Uh, not gonna do that. Two, Strigos are bulletproof. Unless it's feeding. So it wouldn't have done anything. And three, Dean didn't carry his gun. And that's probably a good thing, because I think he says, I would have unloaded a clip on him just on principle. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, he would have shot him even though it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. And then we get... I love this line. You're getting wise in your old age. <laughs> <laughs> sassy. I love Sam. He's so sassy. Um. They need a plan to get it vulnerable, and Dean has a plan. Sam does not like this plan. Fair enough. It's a sketch plan, but Dean has a plan, which is to use Michael, the older of the two brothers, as bait. Um. Uh, and Sam's like, we're we're not freaking doing that, and Dean's like, well, we don't have any other options, cause they need to catch the Strigo when it's feeding, mm-hmm. and they literally have the perfect target, like, to lure it in with,
1: they, right they, there. They figure it's gonna target Michael next, cause it goes through the siblings.
0: Yeah, it works its way through families, so, Asher's sick, next one's Michael. It's logical. Um... Dean is not gonna give this, this Striga a chance to get away again, because John sent him here to finish this, and this is where it all comes out. Um, this is, I like this, this is good. I am definitely critical of John Winchester, but Jensen does really well with this. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... We learned that Dean screwed up, and it's because of him that the Striga escaped the first time. So how now he he's blaming himself for all the other kids who have died. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this is where we get our last flashback. I think yeah. So according to Dean, after three nights locked in a motel room, which three nights, John? I'm just, what <laughs> three hours? Sure, nights? No, no. <laughs>
1: not how this works. It's not how you parent. <laughs> no.
0: Uh Dean was going kinda crazy and he needed some air, so he snuck out while Sam was sleeping. We see him like lock the room up and he goes to an arcade. I guess like a kinda of across the parking lot. I think it's an arcade.
1: Yeah, I assumed it was like in the lobby of the hotel or something.
0: Yeah. So some had like hotels a pinball machine that. or something. There's yeah. if you go to like East Canyon, the East Canyon like resort they have a little like arcade room next to the main office with a little there's like a hockey table and a pool table, I think. Um and like a pinball machine by yeah, the It looked rooms. like it was in
1: the same like parking lot.
0: It's definitely in the same parking lot. Dean literally like walked across the parking lot.
1: Yeah. So it was lucky he went far. <laughs> no,
0: he didn't like go across town or anything. He was right there. But he he left the room, which he wasn't supposed to. Um, and when he gets back after the arcade closes, he finds that the door to Sam's bedroom has been pushed almost shut. And when he opens it, he finds the Striga feeding on Sam. Dean is 10 or 11 years old here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He is a fetus. He should not have access to guns, let alone be expected to shoot one at a monster that's attacking his little brother.
1: Um, because Dean he picks is... Up, like, a shotgun. <laughs> yeah.
0: But Dean is terrified. Mm-hmm. He can see it. Like, he has no freaking clue what to do, and I think he also...
1: It might be his, like, first time facing a monster Yeah, I all. think it
0: definitely probably was. Yeah. Um, I think, also, I don't think he wants to take the risk of hurting Sam, so he's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna, like, how do I do this without hurting Sam? Yeah. But before he has to, f- you know, figure out how to shoot the Striga without actually also shooting Sam, this is when John comes in and drives the Striga off, but he, John barging through the door stops the, Striga, the Striga's feeding, and so John's shooting it, but it's
1: not already, anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um And he is very mad. And I do understand John being mad, because, like, Dean Ed, broke the rules, but also, Dean is a baby. (laughs) You left a baby in charge of a baby.
1: Like, this is a little John's fault, not Dean's.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sam even tells him that. Like, you were just a kid. Yeah. John's the one who left his kids unprotected in a motel room with a child-hunting monster on the loose. Yeah. Like, kids don't know shit. Definitely not enough to be left in charge of, like, a younger sibling for multiple days.
1: Like... Yeah, especially that age. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I... I love John, and I know John loved his boys, you know? Like, John Winchester loves Sam and Dean. That's- that is not something that anyone will argue with. hmm But, loving someone isn't enough. Especially when you're a parent. Like, you- you- kids only need- I think it's 30% of, like, the right emotional, uh, like, attention from their parents to develop a healthy attachment style. Like, the bar is- that low. You gotta be a good parent 30% of the time. Like, (laughs) and I think John did, like, he raised two good two good kids, Mm -hmm. you know? But he definitely fucked up in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah. And, like, John was doing his best. We know that. But was his best hunting monsters and leaving his small children unattended for multiple days on on end?
1: (laughs) Probably not the best decisions?
0: No. it Sometimes it, the going throughout the show, sometimes it feels like John put hunting before the boys.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. He definitely
0: did. So I, I will always be critical of John, but that doesn't mean I don't love him. I think he's a really interesting character and I wish we got more of him, to be honest. Like, I would love...
1: Yeah, he doesn't stick around for very long.
0: Yeah. But I would, like, love a prequel, you know, thing. Like, mm-hmm. how did John get into hunting? What, was his, what did his first hunt look like? You know, yeah. Did he get his ass kicked or did he, you know, beat the thing? Yeah. What was the first time he faced a, a Wendigo or a werewolf? Or, you know, I think they touch on some of that in the comic series, but I don't know if those are generally considered canon. I think most of the fandom hasn't read them, so they're not particularly considered canon. But yeah, I would I really know if love... know they had a
1: comic series? I would love to
0: delve more into, like how John got to where we see him in the show. Um, so, after John drove the Striga off, he packed him up and he took him past her gyms, which was about three hours away, so I don't know why he didn't just take him there in the first place. <laughs> I mean,
1: why wasn't why didn't he drop him off there in the first place?
0: Whatever, John. Um, by the time he gets back to Fort Douglas, though, the Striga is gone. Uh, Dean says that John never talked about it again, and Dean didn't ask, but apparently John looked at him differently after that. because um, John gave Dean an order and Dean didn't listen, and so now this is unfinished business for Dean. I don't think it should be Dean's unfinished business, I think it's Sam's, or not Sam's, John's. Where did mm-hmm. I get Sam from? I think it's because <laughs> it's the first word of the next paragraph of my notes. Um, this is John's unfinished business that he's forking off onto his son, but whatever. It is going to give Dean some closure, though. Um, this is where Sam tries to tell Dean that it wasn't his fault. But despite like everything Dean's just told him, Sam doesn't want to use Michael as bait. And he suggests one of them should could try, they'd hide under the covers. Um, but the Struga has to get close enough to feed so they can kill it, so it has to be the kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and this is where they tell a child that supernatural monsters exist.
1: And he's a child as bait.
0: Yes. They tell- they go to the motel office, and this is where, um, Dean, like, tells the truth about everything to Michael, and Michael reveals that he saw the Striga, and he thought he was having a nightmare, but it- but it- it was real, um- Dean tries to appeal to Michael's big brother nature, and it gets through, just not right this 2nd Because mm-hmm. Dean says... Michael says no, but he comes to their motel room later and uh, asks if Asha will get better if they kill the monster, which they don't know if that'll happen or not. Um. And Dean... Or Michael asks Dean if he takes care of his little brother because Dean said, I'm big brother too, like, I know how you feel. Um... And Michael asks if Dean would do anything for Sam, or for his little brother, and, uh, John, or Dean's like, yeah, 100%. I would, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which will, will get demonstrated over and over again in the next... Oh, yeah. 14 and a half seasons of TV. (laughs) Dean would do anything for Sam. Um... So we cut to the nighttime, and the boys set up a camera in Michael's room so they can see when the Striga arrives. And their plan is the boys are going to come in guns blazing, so Michael has to get under the bed as fast as he can. They're not going to shoot until he's clear, but he is not to come out until they say so. Um, and Dean promises that nothing's going to happen to Michael, which he keeps that promise. Michael turns out fine. <laughs> Maybe a little traumatized. A little
1: traumatized. <laughs> a little
0: worse for wear, but he's physically okay. Um, so the boys settle in, like, right outside Michael's room to wait for the Streaka, And they have consecrated iron rounds, because that's what John used last time. Um, we get another little brother moment. Because has kind of pushed back against, or, you know, ragged on Dean for always following John's orders. Mm-hmm. Like, he always done what, does what John tells him to do, but now he understands why. Um, because the one time Dean didn't follow John's orders, things could have ended really, really badly, and they're lucky it didn't. So Dean is, you know, not gonna let something like that happen again. Um, this is when the Striga shows up, around like 3am. Good lord. So it's the person who stayed up until four today. <laughs> I'm a nine-dowel. I am a night owl. i did not slept till two. <laughs> um, the Striga comes in and approaches Michael's bed and, like, starts to f- try and feed on him. But this is where the, the boys burst in. And it gets real crazy for a second. Because Michael climbs onto the bed. The boys start shooting. The Striga goes down. But It's just faking. or like got I
1: don't know winded for a minute yeah
0: yeah they just kind of caught it off guard
1: um it it makes you think that you got it but yeah no another fake out
0: yeah another fake out throws Dean across the room and then it attacks Sam um it disarms him and it starts to feed on Sam
1: like a dementor
0: Mhm. Honest <laughs> to God, looks like a Dementor. There's no way they didn't draw inspiration.
1: Like, the whole, like, you can see, like, the soul leaving the body type yeah, of thing. Yeah, the
0: wispy light. And, yeah. Um, Dean manages to get his gun, though, and he shoots the streak gun in the head as it's feeding on Sam. Dean's a much better aim now than he was when he was 11. <laughs> God. Um, the streak like deflates when it dies Did you yeah. it's kind of funny <laughs> and then we get there's like little wisps that might have been like dust clouds but I think they it kind of looks like it's more like life force like yeah. coming out of the striga I'm assuming going back to the kids oh her name's Joanna that's the mom's name um cause we cut to the next morning and Joanna is getting back to the motel as the boys are packing up and she tells them that asher is gonna be just fine and so are all the other kids they all woke up last night they're all gonna make full recoveries you know just holding them for observation to make sure they're all good um and then she tells him that dr heidecker wasn't in today and maybe he was sick or something uh and michael gets he's so excited to see his little brother again. It's so yeah.
1: cute. <laughs> All the kids are okay. They've mm-hmm. made a miraculous recovery.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like this this moment at the end when after Michael and Joanna leave where Sam says it's, it's too bad that Michael always know there are things out there in the dark and he's, he's never going to be the same again even if he doesn't become a hunter. Mm-hmm. And then Sam says that sometimes he wishes he could have that kind of innocence, uh, and Dean says that sometimes he wishes Sam could too, which is, yeah, it's a nice thought to have, you know, Mhm. of, like, a, a Sam that doesn't know anything about monsters, which I think is definitely something that appeals to Dean, um, because if you, if Sam didn't know anything about monsters, he wouldn't go running into danger alongside Dean, but... I don't think Dean would give up having his brother as his hunting partner. (laughs) No. For anything. So, this is a great brother episode.
1: It's a good one. Uh Uh-huh. Like,
0: we kind of dig into Dean's psyche and why he follows- Why not only does he follow John's orders so religiously, but also part of why he's so protective over Sam. Mm -hmm. Because they are, like, all the other has. Especially Dean. Yeah. Sam is his whole world- and it's been his job for since he was four to look out for his little brother. So like he he doesn't know it any other way. Um, and he definitely, like I said, he think he definitely prefers to have Sam like with him. That doesn't mean that he can't like, you know, sometimes wonder what it would be like if Sam were out of the hunting life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like safe. But I like this episode. That's a good one. It's a good episode. Um, do you have any final thoughts, babe?
1: Uh, I talked a lot. Not really. It was a good one, though. It was a good one. I like this episode. I haven't seen it in forever, but it's a really good episode. It's a good one to get some, like, insight and backstory into, like, why they're the way they are and uh-huh. see kind of their previous hunting life, you know? hmm While they were growing up
0: just hit myself in the tooth with my water bottle, and that kind of hurt.
1: <laughs> I've done that before.
0: <laughs> Don't recommend. So yeah, so next week on the schedule, we have either just, um, episode 19, which is Providence, or we might do 19 and 20, which is the twentieth Dead Man's Blood, I think, which means more John Winchester. Um, so yeah, you guys will find out next week if we do... One or two episodes because I don't know at this moment in time.
1: Depends on how much energy we have. Yeah.
0: Um, in the meantime, though, you guys can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr at We Need to Talk About Sam. You can also email us at We Need to Talk About Sam at gmail.com. And I'd really love hearing from you guys. Um, we haven't gotten a ton of feedback yet. We got some feedback someone retweeted um, last week's tweet and was like this title is whole sam girl mood. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone emailed you yet? No. Oh. Um I've not gotten any emails. But uh I if you want to reach out to me specifically, I see all of the DMs, any DMs and emails and stuff we get, I'll see them. Um but if you want to reach out or follow my personal accounts, I'm little red who could on Twitter and the little red who could on Tumblr. Haley, what are uh, where are you on the the interwebs?
1: And you can find me on Twitter at lifeflowson three and Tumblr hf thoughts blog. Sweet.
0: All right, and that is it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next Sunday. Goodbye. <laughs> I got in my car to go to work today, and I was like, oh boy, it's gonna be a long day.
1: That was me yesterday. And it was.
0: I only went 30 minutes over today, but it was still a long day.
1: It worked from 5 to, like, one fifteen yesterday without a break. Ew. Without a break? Yeah, because it Is was- Is that legal? Chaos yesterday. No, not time for it. <laughs> Because yeah. my manager went home sick early, so there's just two, us two new people. Oh boy, for like most of it. You and left the rookies to run the whole store. And we got a rush, and we ran out of cups. Oh no! And then inventory came in the middle of everything. Oh no! Which neither of us have had to deal with before, so we didn't know what to do. <laughs> so that Legit. was fun. You just got tossed in the deep end. Yes. And yes, legally we, legally, we are required to take a 30-minute break, but neither of us had time or the ability to do so, yeah. so...
0: Phil so, yeah. Have had that happen. Plus, even if you did, you would have felt awful
1: <laughs> leaving your, your co-worker to handle yeah, it all exactly. by themselves. <laughs> and I wouldn't have wanted him to do that to me either, so... Yeah, no. And then my general manager came in at, like, a panic at, like, 12, while we were putting inventory away she's like i just had i got like five million phone calls and text messages like i thought the store had burned down <laughs> who she's was like, calling her um just like angry customers or no just the assistant manager that had to leave early he was trying oh, to let trying her to know what was going on yeah and they were trying to get like back up to come in <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's like you both did really good. Good job for handling all that.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's now. Now that you know you you can handle a day like that, you can kind of do any day. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the days where things go all sorts of wrong
1: that make you go, "Wow, okay, a regular day is <laughs> just fine." Good. She, she legit thought the store had burned down. She was like, "Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be." <laughs> I feel bad for her. <laughs> she, like, <laughs> <looked laughs> panicked. poor woman a panic attack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, that was my day yesterday. That sounds like fun. I'm wiped. <laughs> my day yesterday. I drove
0: all the way to friggin' Ogden. Yeah. For my job. I'm, I like... I like doing the pharmacy job. I haven't gotten paid yet. I don't get paid until the
1: 27th. That always, that always makes the job more fun is when you actually get paid for it. Yeah,
0: that'll make it...
1: <laughs> then I can see if this is actually worth it. Um, I'm finally getting, like, my first real paycheck this week, too. Oh so, gosh. Like, finally.
0: Yeah, I... Honest to God, I actually started on the first day of... So, the way my job does it... I explained this to Haley before the podcast. The way my job divides the month... Um, there's two pay periods. The first one is the 7th through the 21st, which was yesterday. And then the 22nd through the 6th. And then the paydays are the 27th and the 12th. But if it's a weekend, it shifts forward or back. I don't- I think it's forward. So, like, technically my payday is Monday, I think. Why doesn't it shift the other way? (laughs) I don't know. Because who needs money? Um... (laughs) And I started on the seventh, <laughs> so I legit, yeah, you're legit going my, a whole month. I get I get my whole, I I will get the entire pay periods worth of checks. So well, nice I, when least. I get paid on the twenty seventh or the twenty eighth or whenever I get paid, it'll be for the seventh through the twenty first, so two weeks. And then, um, when I get paid, you know, next month on the twelfth, it'll be for the twenty second through the sixth. I think. Yeah. So, like, I just have to wait forever for my paycheck, which is a pain in the ass when you drive your own car. And, and you, you need, need to put money gas for- <laughs> in it.
1: Money I for lived- <laughs> gas. Yeah. I
0: spent twenty six dollars on gas today, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for me is a lot, and it's that's been like my average for every couple of days for the last two weeks. Like I'm going through a lot of gas. I have to fill so up once a week now, which is yeah
1: new for me.
0: <laughs> hopefully, the when I get the paycheck, I'll be like, oh yay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that was worth it. Um, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can always like try and estimate your paycheck. But it's always less than you think it's going to be. Yeah, because taxes. taxes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's why I haven't tried it. Plus, the way my job does it is it's not by hour, because I only work 15 hours a week. It's by delivery. Yeah. So, like, if I do, um, let's see. Today, I was delivering in Salt Lake, and that's, those are $5 deliveries, I'm pretty sure. Um... (coughs) And I did 14 deliveries in about three hours. So, five times 14, what is that? I don't know. Five times 14 divided by three. I technically made $23 an hour before taxes. So, that's like. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and unless uh, I got that, like. My page is going to be kind of nice, because I got an, I had to do a delivery up in Tremonton last week, and that's a $25 delivery, and plus I was already, like, my route was already in that area, so, like, it was a bunch of, like, $6 deliveries, and then a $25 one. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, that adds up. It does, yeah. And it was, like, the other day I went out to Tooele for two deliveries, and those Twila deliveries are $12 each. That's $24 to, you know, plus all the ones in, like, that end of the Salt Lake Valley that I'd done before that. So, like, it's definitely, I did the math on it for the, when I went up to Tremont and I think it's, I made, like, I think I'm averaging about $70 a day for three three hours-ish of work because I good. get I get paid extra if I have to wait long periods of time hmm. so like in one of the deliveries the other day I had to wait 10 minutes before I like heard back on what to do because the customer wasn't answering the phone or the door and the nurse wasn't answering the phone um and so I had to I legit waited like up 10 minutes and my boss was like yeah no mark it on there that you had to wait for 10 minutes because you get paid for that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it kind it's kind of good when the customer isn't is unavailable and I have to wait for a while. <laughs> you to get paid a little bit more. Do but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I drove all over Salt Lake today. A lot of like Mill Creek, holiday area. Yeah. Kind of deliveries and then it was kind of a weird route because usually they try to get us going in kind of a straight line. But I like went up and then down and then. You know, north, and then south, and then east, and then All over. west, and then north again. <laughs> it was kind of a weird route. I got a really weird route yesterday. Did I tell you about this? Um, Not really. Normally- I haven't, I haven't seen you since Saturday. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, normally, they try to lay the routes out, so like the southernmost delivery is your first one, and the northern- or the one that's closest to base is your first one, and the one that's the furthest- is your last one. Um, And they were like, we we prefer you do it in that order or whatever order they specify. But, like, if, say, you have an errand to run after work at a certain time, like, let us know and you can reverse it and Mm. whatever, you know. That's nice. So there's that option. It hasn't (laughs) needed to use that option. (laughs) But, um... The... My first delivery on Monday was a stat delivery, and I actually think my first one for today was, too, because when I got there, the lady was like, thank God you're here, thank you so much for coming right away, and mm. I am giving the delivery, so I, it's like, meds they need now, mm. you know? And that's the way the first one on my route was yesterday, and so I like went way up into Ogden and then came back down and like looped around it was really weird (laughs) the guy was he was the guy came out the guy who one of the guys who plans the routes he came out and he was like i'm gonna show you today's route on a map because you're gonna lay it out on google maps and go what on earth are we doing (laughs) they're like and there is a rhyme to the chaos there's a reason it's this way (laughs) but it's weird (laughs) i also forgot to mark um no toll roads and there's a toll road up in ogden it's like a private road Hmm. And everyone has to pay to use it. Interesting. I didn't know we actually had toll roads in Utah. I know, I didn't know until I started delivering (laughs) in Ogden and I'd see the signs, like I'd see them. That was, Google Maps doesn't usually let you know if there's tolls, but when you deliver up in Ogden, um, it will say this is a no toll route. (laughs) And so, but I forgot to mark no tolls when I was putting my route. And so it would try to take me through the toll road, and I had to, like,
1: like flip no. a U-turn and
0: find another roundabout <laughs> way. It took me ten more minutes. I was like, God, it was ridiculous. But I am excited for my paycheck. Yeah. it's just Me too. Just welcome to starting a new job where you have to wait three weeks to get paid for the first time. It's it, such <laughs> a pain. I hate it. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, I understand why it happens, but it is a gigantic pain in the ass. They were recommended by a YouTuber I think. I think Dylan is in trouble recommended the book series in one of his audible promotions. On one I don't remember which video it was. But so I started this book series and I was like, Oh cool, there's three books and I didn't realize until I'd already finished the first book that the third one doesn't come out until September of this year. Oh. And so I'm like, Well, I'm about to start the second book. Should I should I wait? <laughs> but I also don't want to lose momentum and like forget to go back and read it. So I'm I've been listening to audiobooks. Might as well the read car. it and yeah. then I can, you'll be
1: excited. Yeah. I can't read it months I need, away. So. I'm
0: like it's only yeah, it's only a couple months, but I hate waiting. <laughs> I thought it was already out. That's why I started the series I didn't
1: check. At I least usually... it's not a couple years in between. Yeah. We've had to do that before yeah That's I've definitely fun. done that.
0: I hate when that happens though because I forget I forget about the book you know yeah and then I'll be like did I read those books?
1: I you don't always have know. to end up rereading them.
0: yeah so which is why I'm, I'm glad it's only a few months that I have to wait but still <laughs> I try not to read unfinished series. It's the same reason for the same reason I try not to read unfinished fan fiction because yeah. I'll either you forget get to come back to it or the ending won't happen <laughs>
1: I know it's so frustrating
0: <laughs> like when oh my gosh it's so frustrating when authors promise like a, a second book or a final book in a series and it just never happens <sighs> I'm looking at you Brandon Sanderson where is my Rhythmatist sequel I need it still the, the I didn't know, I know
1: that, that book... one was gonna have a sequel.
0: It was supposed to come out in like twenty seventeen, I think, but yeah. it kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and all of his He's other. He's focusing
1: books... on the other ones. Yeah, and all stuff. of his
0: other books got bigger, and I'm just sitting over here like, here's the this book that <laughs> no one else has read, that I really want the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating.
0: It's really frustrating. But i'm enjoying the books though it's a ya series and it feels uh it's i think it's the i I, the series i think is called roar the first book is called roar and the second one is called rage i've heard of this cora something i don't remember her name Huh. Um, I really love the world building of it because it's set in a world where storms are there's lots of different kinds of storms and storms are kind of like sentient beings hmm. you know like they're the the alpha predator of this continent and so you get like thunderstorms and tornadoes and hurricanes and firestorms and all yeah. sorts of stuff and each one has like and then there are, there are Um, people with abilities called Stormlings and they have an affinity for a specific type of storm and they can have multiple affinities and like really powerful Stormling families have like lots and lots of affinities Um, and to get an affinity you have to take the heart of a storm, which is, like, a gemstone that's at the core of the storm. That sounds cool.
1: It's really interesting. And really so the cool. main
0: character is a girl from a royal stormling family who doesn't have any powers. Hmm. Like, her stormling power is never manifested, and so she ha- has been, like, persuaded by her mother to sign a betrothal contract with a like a neighboring stormling royal family. And so she'll get to keep her throne and then like he's a really powerful stormling, so hopefully they'll have stormling kids, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and she finds out that he really like just wants to take her throne. Like mm. he doesn't want to be married to her and let her be the ruler. He wants to be the ruler and like break her will basically <laughs> to um, he's kind of an abusive or a manipulative dick. Sounds like it. And so, and then she learns that there are people who aren't born stormlings who have magic. Hmm. And so she runs off with a group of storm hunters um, to, like, learn how to fight storms so that she can, you know, come back and be a queen. And obviously she falls in love with the nice... Storm Hunter, dude, because that has to happen. But it's really good. It <laughs> sounds really good. That's cool. I enjoyed the first one, and I'm going to start the second one tomorrow. So I listened to the audiobooks because that's how I roll. But yeah, I liked it. It definitely, there's like a little bit of overpoweredness to the the heroine, as you kind of sometimes happens in yeah. YA novels, you know, where you're like, wow. She doesn't have no power, she has all the power, <laughs> you know. And um but I like it. Yeah. It's good. It's it's definitely a YA novel. <laughs>
1: yeah. but I think
0: it's like more it's definitely like a an older age range YA novel cuz there is some Like sexy times, but not actually sexy times. More (laughs) just like really intense makeout sessions. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Without going without actually super detail. (laughs) Well, but
0: also without actually having
1: sex. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I liked the first one, so I'm excited to start the second. I'm gonna have to check it out. They're good. They're pretty good. I really like the world building. I think that's definitely my favorite aspect so far. Is the world building of it.
1: Can get you sucked in
0: yeah and as we learn more and more about the mad the different kinds of magic and you know it's really interesting so like it there's a book recommendation for y'all
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds good mm. have you been reading any books no i've been needing to but i haven't <laughs>
0: I have a hard time picking up physical books these days. If I'm gonna read something that's not like an audio format it's gonna be a, a fan fiction. but yeah. I, like, I have a stack of physical books on my desk. I was gonna I say read. I have
1: a big stack of books mm-hmm. good looking I've, books. I've literally to read, been I...
0: carrying lore around for like a month <laughs> yeah. with the bookmark stuck in it to start That's
1: the one I gave her I for just, her birthday
0: I'm very excited to read it but I just haven't gotten around to it I kind of want to just like go to the park one day and sit down and read or something, but yeah. I just can't persuade myself to quote unquote waste time like that because that's how been my brain
1: works. So fucking hot here. Yes. Also, it's in median degrees. Like way into the evening, it's still yeah, like so hot. It's
0: so hot. It's ridiculous.
1: Thursday I thought
0: see full forecast oh it's gonna open edge isn't it don't open edge it's gonna open edge I, I can feel it in my bones
1: or it's just not gonna yeah, like open anything said, it's gonna rain Thursday f-
0: 50% rainfall yeah there's edge fuck off edge I don't yeah. like you
1: same with here too
0: yeah
1: I God, rain we need rain really bad we're I, in want, a huge I want it to right rain now.
0: for like a week like I'm sure I'll get sick of it after two days but I want <laughs> it to rain for a week we n- honestly really need it Yeah. I sound we like my dad but Utah's in a drought we need freaking water mm. I should drink more water I've been drinking sparkling water because I'm quitting Dr. Pepper.
1: (laughs) She's been doing a good job.
0: I think I'm like two and a half, a little less than two and a half weeks. But yeah, I'm trying to quit Dr. Pepper. So I'm trying to drink more water. But I get cravings for like sugary sweet things. Um, so I've been getting sparkling waters, like, flavored ones, and those are kind of helping to curb the cravings. I carry around my water bottle still, but, like, you know... (laughs)